guys ready? Did you get your coffee? Did you get refreshed? All right, stretch your legs a little bit. All right, so we are still talking about wisdom and how the wisdom of God affects our lives. But I think it's wise as we're seeking wisdom just to ask him for it. He says, if we knock, he'll answer. So, Father, today we just ask for your wisdom. Lord, I pray for, for more than just carnal knowledge. But, Lord, that we would learn to trust you for you to open our hearts, for you to open our, our spirits, our minds to your word, to your truth, and to your love and to your life. Lord, I just am so grateful. I'm so thankful that we get to walk with you. We get to walk with each other. So, Lord, help us to be humble. Help us to walk with people and, and realize that, that we need different perceptions. We need different viewpoints. We need, we need people that can see things from different angles because, God, you see things from above all. And, Lord, I thank you that in the body of Christ is the mind of Christ. Lord, we thank you for all of these things we ask and we expect to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I was reading in, in uh, Genesis a while ago, and I, I find it always interesting, um, the creation story about how God creates man. You know, man, Adam actually means mankind. I don't know if you know that or not. But it says that he created man, he, male and female, he created them. But then a little bit later it says that uh, in the love story of Genesis, it says that, that God caused a deep sleep to fall upon man. And he took a rib out of his side, and around that rib he formed flesh. And it says that he took woman out of man. Have you ever thought about that? And so I really, I look at that and I go, you know, I, it says that it was not good for us to be alone. You know, the, the only thing that God created that he said was not good was a bachelor, right? So when he took, it's okay to laugh, we're in church. We're, we're going <laughs> to... We're going to have fun, and if you're a bachelor, that's no, it's okay. God loves you, I promise. Um, but the, the, the image of God that we're created in, he didn't intend for us to carry that alone. He, like, I think the, the, the really beautiful image of God is, is when we're together and we share life with others. God, you may be called not to be married, and that's okay. Like, there, there's place for that. I'm not trying to condemn anybody. It, it, but it's just, what I am trying to say is, we are not called to do it alone. Amen. Like, I think when we get isolated and we get alone, we get such a, we get short-sighted and we shortchange ourselves on the wisdom that God has. So, that one was for free. But uh, to, this series has been called Words Like Honey, and it comes out of Psalms 119, 103. It says this, how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey in my mouth? Have all of you tried honey? Like, do you, Have you ever just taken a spoonful of honey and put it on your tongue? Don't your eyes just kind of like, whoa, like they kind of get bright? I know some of you are on, uh, you're nodding to me. I know some of you are on keto right now and, and these other things, and you're just like, I remember when I had honey. But, 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 but you've got, I don't know, you can have it? Is that, no, I didn't think so. You still, <laughs> but here's the thing. You may not have the bee's honey, but you got God's honey. And when we put that in our mouth, 
And one of the prophets actually says, eat the scroll. Let it go down deep into you. And the wisdom of God is like that. It's like when we open our Bible and we set aside all the distractions, sometimes my eyes just get bright. It's like things just come off the page. And I go, wow. Because it's speaking to something inside of me. It's speaking to the spirit that God has placed inside of me. And it's resonating. You ever have, have you ever had somebody just come to you and, and say, hey, I was thinking about you, brother. I was thinking about you. I, I just, like almost, I saw you like in a dream. And this and this and this were happening. I'm telling you, it's not deja vu. God is sending you to somebody to tell them, to give them confirmation. When that brightness comes up like honey, like, like follow through with that. Ask God. Yeah, we need to judge the words, but, but we ask God, what are you trying to say to me? So how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey in my mouth? Yeah, I don't think, I, it, that was one verse. I don't know if I can get through all this in 40 minutes if I take that long on one verse. It's okay. It was because you're talking about keto. You're getting me distracted again. <laughs> now you're thinking about honey, and I'm thinking about keto, and what are we going to do? <laughs> so through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Man, that is just so awesome that we can look to God's word. And you think, well, pastor, I don't see anything in God's word about my situation today. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been like, I don't know the clarity on this. I don't know what to do. It's in the word. It says, in all things, give thanks. It says, be in prayer constantly. It says, the thankfulness actually fulfills the will of God through Christ Jesus in our life. It actually says that when we don't thank God and we don't honor God as God, that we're given over to our own lust, our own desires, our own flesh, and a retrobate mind. Do you ever wonder how people get so evil? It's because they haven't honored God. They haven't given thanks. So even in your situation where you're struggling right now, you don't know what to do next. The enemy has come in and he has kicked your rear end. You give thanks in those moments and the God of peace is with you. And you've got to know, you, we've, we talked about this, why do we need the wisdom of God? We need the wisdom of God because we want to have the same agenda as, as heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, if we don't have God's agenda, if we have, if I have Landon's agenda, Landon's agenda is going to be a little self-focused it's going to care more about how I feel, what I think, what I see, and who did what to me. God's agenda is this, to bring reconciliation to the whole world. How many of you have ever watched the show Fixer Uppers? Chip and Joanna Gaines, I don't know if you know them. Um, I love that show. One, I, I actually used to live where they remodel these homes. But they take these homes that are in the, they take the ugliest houses in the best neighborhoods is what they say. And they, and they fix them up. And they're doing this in a microcosm. But I'm telling you, that's, that's God's agenda. 
for this world. It's God's agenda for the people sitting next to you. It's God's agenda for the people in the woods downtown. It's God's agenda for the drug addict, and it's God's agenda for the business owner is restoration. Because when we're by ourselves, we're not that bright, and we are self-focused. So we want the wisdom from heaven, not man's wisdom, amen? And I think that's important that we have that, per, that proper perspective of remaining in the, the agenda of heaven. Because if we remain in the darkness of our flesh, then God's words and ours don't line up. You know, that would break my heart. I don't know if you know this, but we had a worship night last night for a, um, and a fr- fundraiser for our fr- friend Danny who's about to go to uh, uh, Guatemala for a year. And one of the things he said last night was one of the hardest times in his life was in Bible school. I can tell you that in Bible school, I had more doubt than I ever had in my life. Because I want to have integrity. I want to teach you the truth. I don't want to lead people astray. It's one thing for me to fall, to fall victim to to lies or deceit or or to the enemy. It's another thing for me to get up here and and teach those things. So, man, it's those moments we really have to dig in. Like, we really have to go, what am I sharing? And most of us are so scared of getting it wrong that we'd never open our mouth. And that's the enemy trying to lie to you and tell you that you don't have this. When he is under your feet, guys, he's defeated. So how do we find true godly wisdom? And I think we do find that in the Word of God. But I can tell you what it doesn't look like. It doesn't look like I'm smarter than you, and that's what I think. You ever seen that guy? Have you ever seen that guy floating around on Facebook? It's like, but have you ever acted like that? Like, I know better than you. The funny thing is, is when we ask God for his wisdom, we don't even know what we're asking for. Oh, can you clear that for me? That didn't work very well. So when we ask God for wisdom, we don't know what we're asking for. You would just hit the uh, the clear all there. There we go. That worked. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of risk something here, and I'm gonna trust that you're gonna laugh and you're not gonna get mad at me. I'm looking around. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> what is what does Pastor Dwayne say? Everybody say, I love. all right let's see oh man it got too big it says if you are very very stupid how can you possibly realize that you are very very stupid you have to be relatively intelligent in order to realize how stupid you are I mean isn't that that good that's good now I know stupid is not a nice word but what are we without the love of God? What are we without his truth? You can clear that out now before I get in more trouble. Okay, so if God is love, we need to love people. It says that his love leads men to repentance. But what sets you free? It says his truth will set us free. So it's, 
It's his truth and his love. His truth shows us the way to walk. It lights our path. And his love is his agenda for this world. So he wants to reveal his truth fully in our lives. He wants to love us through it. God is so patient. He is so kind. He is so good. Let's see. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. Oh, that's not what that means. Would you clear that out? Thank you, Darlene. So God's wisdom is counterculture to ours. In fact, Pastor Dwayne started a series uh, before he had to go into the hospital talking about counterculture. It's like we have a wisdom that's earthly, that's carnal, that's devilish. We read about that in the, in the book of James. Um, but there's also heavenly wisdom, the wisdom that's from above. And we want to know these things. And most of this is just review for you guys. It says, but it says, therefore, let us be diligent to enter into the rest this is in Hebrews. Least anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful, and is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing through the division of the soul and the spirit, and the joints and the marrow. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So the reason I share that with you is because the word of God, it separates the culture of the word of the world and the culture of God. That's why we've got to trust the Word of God. And it's not just the written Word. We've got to trust the Holy Spirit in us that's going to resound, that's going to jump, that's going to be like honey on your tongue when you hear God's Word. Because the wisdom of the world is suspicious. The wisdom of the world is greedy and selfish. But what does the wisdom of God look like? In James 3, 13 through 18, it says that it is pure, it is peaceable, it is gentle. It is open to reason, it is full of mercy and good fruits. And I present to you today that without spending time with the Father, we won't understand these things. I'm thankful for you, I really am, I'm thankful for you being in church today. Because you being in church, you hearing the words of God written and spoken, do you realize it's going to change the city? It is so important to come to the altar of God. It's so important to go that, God, you are greater than I am. Your word is greater than what I understand. And I'm going to put you before me. Because then you get to walk out of these doors this afternoon. You get to go to work tomorrow morning. You have such an... You have such an incredible opportunity to share the Word of God everywhere you go. And you're not even going to have to try that hard because if you walk in this wisdom, people are going to go, what does she have? You know, for a second they may go, who does she think she is? But I can tell you, as we walk with God, as we continue to commit ourselves daily to the Word of God, to prayer, to going to church, these things, these pure, peaceable, gentle, and reasonable, full of mercy and good fruit, these kinds of wisdom are going to be in our lives and people are going to seek it out. 
Brother, do you ever have, have anybody just come into the store and they think they're looking for one thing, but that what they're really looking for is some encouragement? I went, I went to his store this last week, and I just see this all around. I see that people come in, and, and they come in for one thing. They're looking for, for a knick-knack. They're looking for a new wardrobe. They're looking for a bed. But there's somebody there with God's kind of wisdom. And so what they find is what they were really looking for. And each of you, whether you own a business, whether you're a school teacher, whether you're retired, whether you're going to Walmart or you're going to Denny's after this, you have, you have an opportunity to share with someone. It says in, uh, in Proverbs 4, it says, get wisdom, get understanding. Don't forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her for she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. The wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. So God is telling us that wisdom is the principal thing. How to live life. Exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor. And when you embrace her, she will place on your heart an ornament of grace, a crown of glory and she will deliver you. Proverbs 9, 6 through 12 says this, Leave your simple ways, live and walk in the way of insight. Whoever corrects the scoffer gets himself abuse. He who reproves the wicked man incurs injury. It says don't reprove a scoffer or he'll hate you. Reprove a wise man and he'll love you. So what I want you to do right now, all of you thought of a scoffer, like I ain't telling them nothing. Right? Did any of you think of, like, you see a face and you say, I ain't telling him nothing because he won't see it, he won't hear it, and he's just going to spit in my face. Okay? That's our flesh. And we all have it. How many of you said, this is rhetorical, don't raise your hands. I want to be the person that says, if you reprove me, I want that wisdom. If you love me, I will receive that wisdom. I think it, as we read scriptures, we've got to put ourselves in that place. Are you the scoffer or are you the wise man? I don't want to hate anyone for, for trying to give me insight. You know, if I just have a bunch of people agreeing with me, I, I see myself as a pretty poor leader. I would love to be open to, to different perceptions, different beliefs. Now, Jesus is Lord. I don't have any, any room on that. Jesus is my Savior. He's God. He's fully God. I don't have any room to move on that. But I can't see the screen like Darlene and Tina can see the screen. I don't have the perspective of the one who is taken out. I don't have the perspective of my wife. It says in, in Ephesians 5, 21. It says, submit ye one to another in the fear of God. It says, the wife should submit to the husband in all things. But then it goes on to say, and the husband should love the wife as Christ loves the church. And if we are not honoring each other, if we're not honoring the husband and the wife, we are going to have issues. 
my friend Pastor Terry, which I think will be here in a few weeks, he, uh, he always likes to start a wedding with, well, where does the, uh, the rib, where did, where did God create woman? He took him out of the rib that protects all of the vital organs. I had to look at my wife one day and go, I repent for saying you nag me. And she's, she doesn't nag me tremendously, but <laughs> she is teaching children's church, but she can probably hear this later, so I've got to be careful. I think a wife wants to protect the husband who she's following. And I think a man needs to look at, at his helper and say, thank you for protecting me. Thank you for protecting me from that trash that I have not taken out. That <laughs> You can laugh. It's okay. <laughs> so don't be a scoffer and don't hate wisdom. Give instruction to a wise man. This is who I want to be. Is this who you want to be? Do you want to be a wise man? So let's listen closely. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase in learning. Fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Fear, this word, fear, it can be interchanged with worship. Think about that. What did I say about the altar? You come to the altar and you bow down, why do you bow down? Is it so that everyone can see you bow down? I hope not. You bow down because you go, God, I can't do enough to save myself. I'm in a mess right now. I can't quit enough to save myself. I need help, and I believe that Jesus Christ is that help. That's the fear of the Lord. That's knowing that he is greater than we are. And it's when we have that, it says it's the beginning of wisdom. We have a lot of wisdom in the world that's not the wisdom of God. It says, here's a promise for if you're, for your days, for by me your days will be multiplied and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. If you scoff, you alone will bear it. That's why I don't want to be a scoffer. So what are some pillars of wisdom? It says that there are seven pillars of wisdom. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, says this, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive wisdom, instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. I see just a few there. So... So a pillar of wisdom is justice. Let's back up. A pillar of wisdom is understanding. A pillar of wisdom is equity. How is a house supported? Has anybody lived in a pure and beam house? Like there's beams that hold that house up. They not only hold it up, how many of you have ever seen a house that one of the beams fell? Everything above that starts to crumble. So a pillar of wisdom is like those beams on a house that holds the house up, that keeps it level, that keeps the drywall from cracking, that keeps the roof from letting rain in. 
So that's why we read these scriptures, to receive instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. To give subtlety. Did you know subtlety is a pillar of wisdom? A lack of subtlety would be me saying, you know, that's just dumb. I don't know why you did that, but it was stupid. And that, hurt, that could be so hurtful. And I know I'm, I'm using words that you don't like, but, but that's a pillar lacking in my life. That causes the whole house to crumble down. Subtlety, even if correction needs to be brought, subtlety is loving someone else enough to go, why would a reasonable, rational person be acting like this? Where are they at? How can I actually give them the word of God without trying to cut them down? It's one thing to want to be right, but I don't see wanting to be right or being right as a pillar of wisdom. I think all of this is in the love of God. We've got to cover it with the love of God. It's grace and truth. Grace and truth. There's a reason we say grace and truth. We've got grace and we want to see the truth because God doesn't say you're forgiven. Now go keep sinning. God told the woman at the well, you are forgiven. I don't condemn you. You go and sin no more. Why? Because he loves her. He wants to see her walking in the pillars of wisdom. To give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. You've got to know when to open your mouth and when to shut it. Some of us keep our mouth shut because we're more afraid of man than we are of God. And what did we read a second ago? The fear of the Lord is the first step to wisdom. So we have all of these pillars, but they better be used properly. And I think that's why we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. I think we need to constantly be aware that I need to listen to the Holy Spirit because he's the one that's going to give us discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. A man of understanding shall attain to wise counsel. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the, dark, uh, of the wise and their dark sayings, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but a fool despises wisdom and instruction. So here, if you're taking notes, here's the outline of those pillars. We need to walk in understanding. And without perspective and without being iron sharpening iron, you're not going to get understanding. We need to be together as the body of Christ. Justice is a pillar. Do you know that God is a just God? He's a holy God. He is completely just. There is no injustice in him. And he will see justice done. Number three is judgment. We need to have good judgment. Sometimes we... We think, oh, well, we're not supposed to judge. We're supposed to judge righteously. We're supposed to look at these pillars and walk in sound judgment. It's like, it's like even that element in our culture, in our world, has been kicked and beat down. Like, who are you to tell me that that's not right? And we have to look at it and go, this is God's word. It's his expert advice on living. I only tell you these things because I love you. 
when we surround ourselves with wisdom, we surround ourselves with safety. I don't know if any of you have had a teenage girl or, or, or have been a teenage girl or have ever seen a teenager, period. Forget boy or girl, but, but deep down we want freedom. And we want to make up our own mind. And we want to do our own thing. We want what we want. So imagine a teenage girl, a 14-year-old girl, and, and all she wants in the world is this 15-year-old boy. And she comes in and dad says, sweetheart, that's not a good decision. And she thinks, he just doesn't want me to be happy. He doesn't want me to have what I want. He's just mean. Mom comes along, sweetheart. This isn't good for you, baby. What does mom know? Mom doesn't know anything. She doesn't care about me. That's the first lie. We don't realize that the Father cares about us. That's why he gives us these things. And then her brother comes in and says, that is not a good guy. You should hear what he says in the locker room. You just, you don't like me. You don't care about me. What has she done? She has discarded wisdom in her life. The first lie is that people don't care about you and that God doesn't care about you. He created you. He wants you to flourish. And she goes, I want freedom. What does that form of freedom lead to? So she shucked off mom and dad and brother and everybody around her. She finds freedom. But in freedom... Now she's holding a baby at 15. Now she's trying to go to school. And I, I know some, some of us have, have been down this path. It's, it's, it's a real example. And now you're trying to live and you find yourself in bondage because you've shucked off all wisdom. You've pushed it aside. We want freedom, but we don't realize the freedom comes by the pillars of the wisdom that is from above, of understanding, of justice, of judgment, of equity, of subtlety, of knowledge, and of discretion. And I want to tell you, I want to, I want to invite you into this. You can only walk in this through the Holy Spirit. If you've never encountered the Holy Spirit, it's as simple as inviting Him in and saying, God, I need wisdom. I don't see it in my life. What do I do here? What do I do with this situation at work? That never goes unanswered. When we knock, He answers. If we're walking in the Spirit, it will look like those things. If I'm walking in the flesh, they will be lacking. You've got to remember the wisdom of God has an agenda. And that's heaven to earth. It's not to pros prosper us so much as it is to prosper all of creation. 
don't we pray? Father, I just thank you so much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the prayer team, um, Danny, if you'll go ahead and come up. Father, we thank you so much for your wisdom. I thank you for your word being true. God, we say, we stand here today, we bow our heads, and we say, let God be true and every man be a liar. We call to your wisdom and we knock. Lord, we know that you will answer. Lord, we open our eyes to see that, that the way you're going to answer. We're waiting. We're, we are patiently anticipating how you're going to answer these things. God, we thank you for that, and we receive your wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen.